0: CHAPTER EIGHTY-FOUR OF THE WILD HUNTRESS This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. THE WILD HUNTRESS by Thomas Main Reed CHAPTER EIGHTY-FOUR PLAYING CONFESSOR i was not without suspicion as to the motive of her complaisance in fact i understood it despite the declamatory denial she had given to its truth my defence of wingrove i saw had made an impression upon her it had no doubt produced pleasant reflections and rendered myself indirectly an object of gratitude it was natural that such kindness should be reciprocated my own intent in confessing the girl was twofold first on wingrove's account for notwithstanding all that had been said and done her love for him might have passed if so instead of that happy reunion two loving hearts which i had anticipated bringing about I should be the witness of a most painful interview. Without further delay, I entered upon the theme. My interrogatories were answered with candid freedom. The answers proved that what the Mexican had told me was true to the letter. And did your father force you to this marriage? The reply was given hesitatingly it was in the affirmative he did for what reason did he so i could never tell the man had some power over him but how or in what way i knew not then nor do i now my father told me it was a debt a large sum which he owed him and could not pay i know not whether it was that i hope it was You think then that Stebbins used some such means to force your father's consent? I am sure of it. My father told me as much. He said that by marrying Stebbins I could save him from disgrace, and entreated rather than forced me to it. You know, sir, I could not ask why. He was my father. I do think that it was not his wish that I should have that man. But something threatened him. Did your father know it was a false marriage? No, no, I can never think so. I am sure the villain deceived him in that, as he did me. Oh, father could never have done so. People, I believe, thought him wicked, because he was short with them, and used rough language. But, He was not wicked. Something had crossed him, and he drank. He was at times unhappy, and perhaps ill-tempered with the world, but never with us. He was always kind to sister and myself, never scolded us. Ah, no, sir, I can never think he knew that. He was aware that Stebbins was a Mormon, was he not? I have tried to believe that he was not though stebbins afterward told me so i well knew that he was aware of it but said nothing his saying so continued she proves nothing if father did know of his being a mormon i am sure he was ignorant of the wickedness of these people there were stories about them There were others who contradicted these stories and said they were all scandal. So little does the world know what is true from what is false. I learnt afterward that the very worst that was said of them was even less than the truth. Of course, you knew nothing of Stebbins being a Mormon. Oh, sir, how could I? There was nothing said of that. He pretended he was emigrating to Oregon, where a good many have gone. Had I known the truth, I should have drowned myself rather than have gone with him. After all, you would not have obeyed your father's will in the matter had not something else arisen. At his solicitation, you gave your consent, but were you not influenced by the incident? That had occurred in the forest glade. Stranger, I have promised you I would conceal nothing, nor shall I. On discovering the falsehood of him who had told me he loved me, I was more than mad. I was revengeful. I will not deny that I felt spite. I scarcely cared what became of me. Else how could I have consented to marry a man for whom I had neither love nor liking? On the contrary, I might almost say that I loathed him. And you loved the other? Speak the truth, Marian, you had promised to do so. You loved Frank Wingrove. I did. A deep drawn sigh followed the confession once more speak the truth you love him still oh if he had been true if he had been true if true could you love him still yes yes replied she with an earnestness not to be mistaken love him then marion love him still frank wingrove is true I detailed the proofs of his loyalty from beginning to end. I had learnt every circumstance from Wingrove himself, and was able to set them forth with all the circumstantiality of truth itself. I spoke with as much earnestness as if I had been suing in my own cause, but I was listened to with willing ears and my suit was successful i even succeeded in explaining that sinister kiss that had been the cause of so much misfortune chapter eighty four